This is French Tech Podcast, where you'll find interviews of tech ecosystem actors sharing their stories with La French Tech London. We hope you enjoy it. Good morning. La French Tech London is continuing its series on data and sports. I'm Mathilde Bachel, community lead for La French Tech London. And this morning, together with Pierre-Frédéric Jaffray, board member and lead of the Deep Tech Group, we're super honored to be in conversation with Pascal Gentil, uh, a name that rings a bell. He's twice Olympic medalist, three times World Cup winner, three times European champion and 18 times French champion. He has been the captain of the French Taekwondo team, uh, the national team for 20 years. But today, surprise, we are not going to talk about Taekwondo, but about DNA Global Analytics, a company that Pascal co-founded. Bonjour, Pascal. Bonjour, Pierre-Fred. Good morning, Pascal. Good morning. So DNA Global Analytics is on a mission to close the gap between physical and digital experiences using AI, blockchain, and VR. Can you tell us more about DNA GA, the genesis of the company, and what problems you're solving? DNA Analytics is a company created in 2007 with my partner, Bilal Sherif. We leverage breakthrough technologies like AI, computer vision, VR, blockchain, to create digital experience in several industries, such as, for sure, the sports, the retail, but also the security. Our goal is to develop tailor-made solutions for our uh, customers to have a, a clear and better understanding of their own customers uh, while creating uh, new revenue streams. That sounds very promising, Pascal, and thank you very much for uh, this introduction. Your team is made of former athletes, skilled data scientists, and business experts. How did you meet uh, as co-founder? First of all, uh, I'm a former athlete. I did the Olympics. Uh, it's funny because when I was an athlete, I was uh, doing the commercial, I was doing advertisement, I was in the fashion industry. And I've been so many times uh, compared to uh, Adriana Carambeu. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this name, but she's a, a, a super model, a top model. Because, because of your very long legs, you mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And the people was asking me, what is the reach of your legs? And uh, what is your size? What is the power you develop <laughs> from, the, from your legs, left, left legs and right legs? So now with my company, DNA Global Analytics, uh, we also help athletes to achieve performance improvements by using computer vision uh, algorithm and uh, to improve also the, the fan experience. Now with the new technology, I can answer to, to the question because we have some, some sensors, some um, plug and play sensor and we, that allow us to cap the data and the information. But was your co-founder another supermodel then? No, no, not at all. He was a football player, but he didn't have the, the, the privilege to represent his, uh, the, his country, our, our country, uh, at the top level. We've all got memories of you, very, very composed and very focused, but then we also have the, uh, the memories of you being really excited and thrilled when getting a medal. Um, what was the most exciting day of your career so far? Because does, does becoming an entrepreneur give you any thrill that comes close to being an Olympic medalist? Uh, it's hard to say, you know, but when you're athlete, you're fighting and you're training six hours a day to become 
the top in the world, the, the best at the Olympic, you have to be dedicated. And as you mentioned, there are similar paths uh, uh, as an entrepreneur and athlete. You have to be focused. Uh, you have to be, uh, for sure, resilient because uh, in, the, in your sports career, you can have some injuries uh, and in the business, you can have some, some failure, but uh, you have to, to face all those difficulties. So what is important is the story. The story uh, that I have, uh, it's what built me what, what I am today. So it's all about legacy. Uh, when you represent your country and uh, you, you, you're sad because you didn't get the, the gold medal, but uh, you arrived in Paris at the, the Elysee Palace and the French president called your name to give you a, Uh, uh, an award you were like wow it's something very 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 impressive so the most exciting day would still be when you were in your career as a sportsman yes for sure for sure because the ex the excitement yeah. the, the sharing with the public the sharing with the coach uh, the feeling when you have the coach behind you who trusts you will ask you to you for him you 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 can even go and catch the, the, the sun or, or the moon, you know, it's, it's something very, uh, very special. And in the business, it's difficult to have this. And now on a, maybe on a, going back to a more serious topic, been talking about the thrill and the excitement, clearly as of today, the pandemic is challenging the global sports industry. Uh, we, we're very curious to understand how these elements can impact, for instance, the fan experience. I understand this is something you're working on with DNA Global Romantics. What we aim to do is to give some response of this COVID situation. For example, we have developed solution, touchless solutions some, because we know that the screen are full of bacteria. So this is one point. So now with our, our solution we, uh, that we have developed, we, we can provide... Uh, Uh, information that allows us uh, or the clients to, to know if the people are wearing the mask or if there are some crowd movement, but for sure there's no crowd actually because the, the stadium are, are empty. But uh, one response we, we can have for this situation, um, it's to use the, the VR because uh, we can now, with the VR system, watch the game from the seats, uh, And you you feel like in in the stadium. So from your from your uh, house, you can watch a football match or basketball or uh, a rugby game, um, and having the same feeling that you are in within the stadium, thanks to the AI and the the computer vision. You're based in China. You got the 5G there already. This is dramatically improving and expanding the possibilities of such fan experiences with, yeah. uh, through, through VR. It's true in China, in Beijing, capital, and also I'm the, the vice president of the French tech Beijing. And to be honest, the Chinese are very well developed now in the new technology, because when we talk about China, most of the people, they think, oh, China, oh, they are good, but they only copy, they copy. And now it, it, uh, it's time that people understand that the Chinese invest a lot and um, I remember they want to become by 2030 the top country uh, with for the AI industry uh, when you go to the retail they are very strong with Alibaba for sure uh, with the new technology we have WeChat we have 
uh, TikTok, uh, the, the company Biden's, there's a lot of very uh, top technologies here. And, uh, and <laughs> I, I would like to say that now it's, it's uh, European people who, who copy the China, uh, who, who, or who, who cap the best practice, practices. And listening to you, Pascal, it's obvious to me and to our audience that uh, you are an entrepreneur as you were an athlete. So it's very clear to me also that you, you custom uh, your technology and your use cases to, to your customer needs. So a question for you, how do you ensure that you always stay on top of your game and, uh, and up to date with the latest technologies? And we mentioned the 5G earlier, we mentioned VR. I mean, those are very, very upscale, deep tech technologies. And uh, so how do you stay up to date? I think it's quite simple. First of all, it's to, to, to keep up reading and searching uh, here in China to be aware of the trends. As a VP of the French tech, this is one of my goals to support this, uh, the startup ecosystem. And for sure, because I'm from France, I'm European, I try also to push more and more exchange between French, German, and Chinese ecosystem because the Dutch uh, chamber is quite active here in, in Beijing. And that is very interesting. And, and do you know if they are active because of uh, the type of sports or technology? Do you have, is there any reason for that? Um, for sure, uh, they have strong industries like uh, automotive uh, with a big brand like uh, Volkswagen, Audi, and all this, but uh, they are. I think they are very uh, focused also on new technology. Do you see any sport tech initiative that you are excited about? Uh, for sure, I'm very excited about the sport tech initiative uh, of uh, of my company of DNA. <laughs> and, and, and thank you for asking because, uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the, the the COVID situation slowed down the business in Europe. But uh, here we have this opportunity, as I, I mentioned, the French tech uh, Beijing with the sport tech, because we have created a, a group called sport tech uh, working group where we, uh, we will try to develop the, the knowledge of the, the Chinese sport tech ecosystem. And uh, we have in few months, the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. And for sure, uh, the, the Chinese government will demonstrate that they know how to organize this, uh, this big event. And they will show off uh, the, the new technologies, such like hydrogen, because uh, they will use uh, hydrogen buses for, for the staff and for also the athletes. We will uh, discuss what are the, the latest uh, technologies they want to, to highlight. Thank you for that, Pascal. So you're, you're also in charge of um, a consortium uh, which is taking care of the venue construction for the Olympic and Paralympic Winter Games of, uh, of Beijing 2022. Can you tell us how those are looking so far and how advanced the project is? It's my pleasure. Um, so Beijing is uh, the, the equivalent of uh, Solideo in Paris. Uh, within charge to, to, to all the constructions. The venues are, are, are ready. We are ready and we can feel the excitement uh, uh, of this game. I have no doubt because I was there already uh, in 2008 uh, that the Chinese government is going to do a very uh, impressive games. It's going to be a, a very uh, impressive moment for, for the winter sports. I have no doubt about that. And what about today, today and Chinese technology? 
life can be quite different there. We're curious to hear you on that, Pascal. For sure, uh, the technology we use uh, here, everybody uses WeChat. We can pay with WeChat. We can order the taxi. We can uh, even pay uh, your your gas and your electricity. Everything is connected within one one app. Uh, now we everybody is talking about TikTok, which is ByteDance. Um, when we we go to China, uh, you cannot talk. Uh, everybody know Alibaba and Jack Ma. Uh, the the retail industry is very strong here. From your sofa, you can order anything, having the food, the, the clothes, uh, the next day, or uh, it, the, the product is already uh, in front of your door. It's, it's totally amazing how, how, how things are going so, so quick and so fast in this country. And this is the one thing I, I like. Uh, and in the new technology, as I mentioned before, this is one of the... the, the, the 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 vision of uh, Xi Jinping it's to 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 become by 20, 2030 the reference uh, in the AI so when when the leader wants something all the countries going in the same difference and uh, unfortunately we don't have the same uh, in uh, in Europe uh, or in my country to talk about France uh, when 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 the, someone is uh, is leading the country. And when he's leaving, uh, the next one is coming and, and try to reshuffle and to, to create something new. And it's, uh, it's a pity, let's say. So that means basically that uh, the Chinese government is already also positioning the next the transition to the next five to 10 years. Do you have any visibility and something that you can share with the audience about the next AI or big shift in technology that uh, that you're going to see in China and how you are going to embrace uh, these opportunities maybe as part of uh, DNA GA? It's difficult to say. Uh, what is important for me, it's the, first of all, is to be here, uh, when to be here and to be close to all those innovation. When I talk to my friend and when I explain my life and when I come back to Europe, I see the difference, the gap, the way we, we use the technology here. What is important is uh, the RGPD, the, the the respect of the the the, the life of the, the the privacy. Sorry to customers, the standard for sure. It's it's not the same, but I'm very happy to be here and uh, to 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 develop the, our technologies uh, at DNA, as I mentioned in the retail, and also in in the sports and for sure for the fan the fan experience. It's good to be. Uh, in the heart uh, of the, the new technology and to feel this excitement. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, when you do business in, uh, in France, uh, you have your, your, your solution. You want to launch it. You launch it and you're happy. And oh, the other people say, oh, it's good. And everybody will focus to find a new one. But in, in China, it's different. When you have your idea, there's a thousand of people who want to challenge you and to do quicker than you and to develop your own, the same business of you. So it's a total different of you. That's probably um, a good recommendation for future entrepreneurs planning to work in China and be quicker than anywhere else. Maybe before we let you go, do you want to share a book or an inspiration that keeps you going? We'd love to read what Pascal Gentil uh, is reading. It's difficult to say. I like The Art of uh, War, uh, mm -hmm. the Sun Tzu. I don't know if you know this book. It's a military and strategic book uh, written 
for political and uh, economical and diplomatic people. So the art of war from Sun Tzu, l'art de la guerre. And like I think it, and, it sounds and, like a very and, and serious I, reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's essential for all people who want to make business in China because <laughs> uh, it's like it's like a combat sport. So you have to to remain focused and. Uh, so this is it. Good if I know. recommend a book, L'Art de la Guerre. Is that something? Was that something you read before before coming to to China as an athlete, or is it is it something you started yeah, reading yeah. when you were an entrepreneur? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, yes. But it's like the Bible. The, you, mm -hmm. When you go through the Bible, mm -hmm. you always learn and learn again and again. So when you go to the Art of War, it's the same. You can read it. You you understand. You you learn more, and this is it for sure because of my sports background uh, being from a martial art from korea uh, you have uh, you already have this uh, sensibility but uh, when you are entrepreneur you go back to the to the roots and the, to the fundamental super so we'll share the link in the uh, in this podcast description to the uh, the art of war uh, maybe not just on amazon but on alibaba this time uh, thank you so much on behalf of la french tech london pascal it's been a fantastic moment this morning. We feel so privileged and lucky to have had uh, you with us today. Really amazing story. And we, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much for your invitation. It was my pleasure to, to be with you. And I'm sorry with my, of my French accent, but I'm going to improve. Or maybe we can switch to, to Mandarin. We can walk each on John and Thank you, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so Pascal. Much. Merci. This is it. Thank you for listening to French Tech Podcast by La French Tech London. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more episodes on our website, frenchtechlondon.com, and on your regular podcast channels. See you soon.